the Core Life Training Podcast with Jeff Orson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for checking out this episode of the Core Life Training Podcast. This is the preseason episode number four. Our guest MC for this episode is little Evelyn Wagner. Evelyn, thanks so much for sending in your introduction for our podcast. All right, so this episode is part three of the message, the problem with America and the solution for change. And in part one, we looked at what the problem with our country is and the problem that I was referring to in 2008 when this message was first originally given is the exact same problem that we're facing today. It's the problem of the human heart. The human heart is evil by nature. The human heart doesn't love God by nature, and the human heart doesn't love its neighbor by nature. In part two, we looked at what was not the solution to the problem. The solution to the problem of the human heart is not more or better laws. And the events of this last week are the prime example of that point. So in this last week, we had two men who were shot by police officers who shouldn't have been shot by police officers. And right after that, we had five police officers who were killed by a nutcase who should not have killed five police officers. In both cases, we have laws against those things. There are laws against cops shooting people who shouldn't get shot. And we have laws against nutcases shooting police officers. But the evil in the human heart always overcomes laws. And we saw that was the case starting in Exodus chapter 19 and working our way through the Pentateuch in this last episode. So in this episode, I want to look at what actually is the solution to the problem of the human heart. Uh, how, how will we ever get beyond, uh, right now, racism and violence? These two things seem to be uh, the most upfront of the symptoms that we're dealing with in our country. There are a million more. How, how will we ever actually solve that problem? The answer is not more laws. The answer is not more laws that are made by Republicans. The answer is not more laws that are made by Democrats. More laws simply will not solve the problem of the human heart. So what will in this episode, we will look at the one thing that is guaranteed to solve the problem in this country. And if we would pray for it and work for it, our country might be different. And that solution is a change of the human heart. So without further ado, I'd invite you to grab your Bible, grab a notebook, and grab your drink of choice, and buckle up. Let's get down to business. Unless you talk about the human heart, you are not actually talking about the solution to the problem. And how is the human heart changed? How does anybody come about a change of heart? Do they just wake up one day and go, oh, I think I'm going to change my heart here. I'm going to stop loving me so much and start loving my neighbor. I'm going to stop being greedy and start being generous. Right? Wrong. The solution to a change of heart is the gospel. That God, through Jesus Christ, would do a work in the soul of man, transforming his self-oriented heart into one that loves God, and one that loves other people. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, if you're still back there, or can get back there, Moses himself already, I mean, Israel hadn't even got into the promised land yet, and Moses already saw the solution here. 
in Deuteronomy chapters uh, 28 and uh, 29, uh, sorry, 27 and 28, no, it's chapter 28, uh, Moses says to Israel, listen, if you go in now, God's given a ton of laws here, if you go in and obey them, God will bless you like crazy. There'll be more food than you know what to do with. Your barns will be full. Your livestock will be great. Your barley harvest will be awesome. It'll go well with you. But if you disobey, God will curse you, and the sky will become like iron. It won't rain. Your barley harvest will be horrible. Your calves and your, your cows and your sheep will all waste away and die. And then Moses says, you're not going to buy any of this stuff. And in the end of the day, the Lord will actually kick you out of the land. A foreign nation will come in, and defeat you militarily and export you into their country. And it will come about, Moses says, that after all the blessings and all the curses too, see, he assumes you won't buy it, not you, them. After all the blessings and all the cursings, it'll come about that God will solve the problem. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6. says, God will, if you, God will bring you back to the land. Uh, you'll wake up in a foreign land, and one day it'll sort of dawn on you this is a problem. And you'll think to yourself, we should return to the Lord. How will that happen? How will you ever wise up? 30 verse 6, moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. That's a figure of speech for transform. He will do a work on your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, so that you might live. How does a change of heart come about? It's when God, through the gospel, works in the soul of a person, transforming a self-loving individual into a God-loving individual. It's so that, like in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17, the Apostle Paul says, if any man is in Christ, he is a what? A brand new creation that your whole nature would be transformed, the whole inclination of your soul, the direction of your mind and the direction of your heart would be radically transformed. That happens in Christ, that is through the gospel. As a person hears the good news, as a person is confronted with their sins and hears that Jesus died for them, took their place on the cross so that then God could offer them forgiveness, they repent of their sins, God blesses them, transforms their heart, they repent of their sins and they trust Jesus. Then they're in Christ and now they're brand new with a brand new heart. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Paul says that God would pour out the love of God into our hearts. How do, how do I ever get a heart that's not for me? Well, God has to give me one. And he does it through the Holy Spirit as we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Galatians chapter 5, you can turn to this one. Galatians chapter 5. Verses 22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Now you tell me if this, what I'm about to read, and what about you're about to read, you tell me if this wouldn't solve the problem in our country. But the fruit of the Spirit, that is the evidence that God dwells in you, that you are a new creation with a new heart, and that your life is being transformed. That is the evidence of that. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You tell me if that wouldn't solve the problem in this country, right? And how, does all, how do we get the Spirit so that the Spirit can produce those types of things in our lives? Through the gospel of Jesus, in repenting of our sins and trusting Christ and listening to the voice of God in Scripture, submitting our ways to His, that God would transform our nature and our character so that it would represent the very nature and character of God in the world. That, I think, would solve the problem. And oh, by the way, against such things there is no law. Don't need any laws. People love their neighbors themselves. We don't need any laws about it. I don't need to give you a law about murder if you love your neighbor. Right? I don't, I don't need a law about adultery if you love your wife. Don't need a law about theft or thievery if you love your neighbor as yourself. I was at a particular Bible college here in this fair city. Actually, it's in Portland. And uh, it's called Multnomah. It uh, was called Multnomah School of the Bible back in the good old days. And uh, students then, and for the following 18 years that I've been down there, have just incessantly griped about the rules on campus. Okay, you've got to turn your radios off at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. You can't throw food in the cafeteria. Guys can't be in the girls' dorms. You need to keep your clothes on. Don't run around the campus with your pants off. I mean, just rules like that. And we were sitting in a class. This was just a, an amazing, it was just kind of an end of the semester, ask the professor anything you want about the class uh, kind of session. And some kid, some, some genius freshman, I'm sure it was, uh, raised his hand and made some, some snipe about the rules and some gripe about the rules. And the professor said, listen, don't you get it? It's not like we want a bunch of rules here either like the faculty and staff. We don't want a bunch of rules either. It's just the history of students has demonstrated that they simply cannot love their neighbor as themselves. Don't need a rule about when you can turn your stereo off if you love your next-door neighbor as yourself. I had a roommate my freshman year. God bless his soul. He liked to stay up an hour later than me and get up an hour earlier than me and liked to blow-dry his hair in our dorm room an hour earlier than I wanted to get up. I wanted to make a rule about blow-drying your hair, man. I'm like, bro, first you're a guy. You shouldn't be blow-drying your hair. There's rule number one. Rule number two, if you're going to act like a chick, get out of my room and do it. I'm trying to sleep. Now, if that dude just loved me as he loved himself, he wouldn't worry about it. I, my next-door neighbor in those very same dorms liked to get up an hour earlier than me and play Elvis real loud in his dorm room. No lie, I woke up to Elvis most mornings before I wanted to. Why? Because guys in the dorms cannot love their neighbor as themselves. There is no law against godliness. There needn't be one. So what is the solution for America? It's a transformed heart that comes through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the solution for this country. That the heart of man would be turned. That people would become lovers of God, not lovers of self. Lovers of their neighbor, rather than lovers of themselves. Generous people rather than greedy people, right? People of integrity rather than people of corruption. True and honest people rather than liars and deceivers. This would be the solution.
to our country. And the truth of the matter is if we spent half of the time and half of the money and half of the effort that we do campaigning, and some of you have just opted out and so you don't even bother anymore, but believe me, there is a side of the church that is spending all kinds of money, all kinds of time, all kinds of effort on campaigning this stuff through. If we spent half of that in prayer for the people around us, I don't mean for our country. Pray for the leaders of our country that they would do God. Pray for your neighbor that's at work, that they would repent of their sins. God would transform them. They would become a lover of God, not a lover of self. They would become righteous and godly people. Then there's no law against them, no, no, no need for a law. If we spent half the time and energy praying over our neighbors, that they would repent and trust God, trust God in the gospel, that they would receive forgiveness of sins, be born again, have brand new life, be new creations. We would have revival in the land. And righteousness would rain down on this country from the heavens. And by on this country, I mean your workplace and your class at school and the gym that you work out at. Because this country is made up of those people. And righteousness would rain down on your world, not wickedness. And peace would come forth from your world, not war. And justice and mercy for all people would come out of your world. And we would need no laws about such things. Can you imagine a land like that? If we have to vote it in, forget it. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Maybe you're cynical about politics tonight. I agree. People, there are people I know who think the breadth and width of this land. I know me, and that's what I think. Are you joking me? This is it, huh? Best we can do? Wow. It's not very good. Maybe you're cynical about politics. I agree. But do not be cynical about the gospel. Do not be cynical about the power of God to transform the world you live in. And I don't mean the world. I mean your world. Don't be cynical about your dad or your mom or your freak coworker or the guy that comes back hammered from the weekend and brags about all the chicks that he's been with. Don't be cynical about the power of God in your world to do radical life-transforming things. Do not be cynical about the gospel. Oh, there's no hope for the world. There's no hope for those people. Yep, apart from the gospel, there is no hope. But what, with God, all things are possible. And it'll never get voted in. It'll get prayed in. It'll get lived in by people like you and me. It will get uh, preached in. It will get conversated in. It will get loved in. It will get cared in. How will the transformation of our world take place? It'll take place as people like you and me, not people like you and me, as you, Coram Deo, and me, as we take the love of God and the truth of the gospel to the individuals in our world, our world will be changed. And you are all evidence of it.
Some of you are freaks when you walked in here. Some of you are freaks before you walked in here. Some of us are still struggling with being freaks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the way it is. But all of us, what? All of you are evidence that the gospel works. So you're taking classes, and you're in home fellowships, and you're listening to podcasts, and you're listening to sermons, and I give my email inboxes full. I'm growing. I'm changing. What should I do? Hey, there was this old thing I used to do. I think I probably shouldn't. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Is it in the Bible? Nope, not in the Bible. Good. Probably shouldn't do it anymore. You all are evidence that the gospel works. And if it works in you, how dare we ever think that it won't actually work in our real world? I believe in change for America. I believe in change for America. I believe in change for this country. I believe in change for this city. I believe in change on our campuses. I believe in change. Oh, I believe in change. You don't even know the change that I believe in, that I think of and dream of. I believe in it, but not that we're going to vote it in. Not some guy or some gal or some committee or some elected body. They're not going to solve our problems. I believe in change as God puts his finger down on this city through people like you. As he brings the truth of the gospel to the people in your world through you, I believe in change for your friends and your family and your co-workers and the students that are in your classes. I believe in change for them, but I believe in change for them through the gospel, and I believe it because my Bible, what, tells me so. So you be as cynical about politics as you want. I don't even have a problem with it. I'm not here to pump you up and say be a good citizen and, you know, we have the right to vote and we'd be poor stewards if we don't vote. I'm not even here to pump you up on that stuff. You can be as cynical as you want about politics. Do not be cynical about the power of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ in your world. Because if you do, then you got to repent. Nothing in the Bible says you got to vote. Nothing in the Bible says you got to do so the democratic process. Oh, but the scripture says what? You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the outer ends of the earth. The Bible doesn't say go to a polling place and make a difference. The Bible says as you go, teach all nations to obey me and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The scriptures don't say, Jesus in John chapter 20, verse 21, did not say, the Father sent me to set up a political party. All you should join it and vote hard. In John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, and God the Father sent the Son on a mission of redemption into the world through the gospel, as the Father sent me, what? So I send See, I can preach that real hard because it's in the Bible. I can't tell you to vote. You don't have to vote if you don't want to. Boy, but I can tell you, you've got to bring the love of God and the truth of the gospel to your world because Jesus says so, and it is the solution. I believe in change. I want change so bad. Oh, may God touch down his finger on your campus. May he touch his finger down at your workplace. May he touch it down at the coffee shop where you go the restaurants you frequent, the homes that you hang out in, the bars where you go for a nice pint of good dark beer. Drank in a godly and responsible fashion. Oh, may God touch his finger down. You understand what I'm saying? America's solution is a transformed heart. And may God bring it. May God bring it through the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
as you and I, the church, go. All right, thanks for checking out this episode of the Core Life Training Podcast. I want to just give you a few ways that you can connect with us and support what we're doing. First, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast service. If you dig it, if you like it, if you love it, would you please leave us a review and let us know why? That would be awesome. You can also go to the website corelifetraining.org and join the email list. What you'll get is you'll get kept up to date on the podcast, upcoming live events, and we'll also send you some bonus material every now and then as well. You can also hit the Core Life Training Facebook page and you can like that page. You can follow us on Twitter at Core Life Trainer. And if you're into the podcast and it's helping you know God and know the Bible better, would you please spread the word, uh, share the link with your friend, let people know what's going down. We would really appreciate that as well. Also, keep an eye out for upcoming Core Life Training classes in your area or available online real soon. All right, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jeff Olson, and I teach the Bible. Check you later. Later.